thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. Super Bisto. Yeah. That's that's Rob Zombie's music to me. Yeah. That's all I hear. And I don't necessarily hate it, but. Uh, I don't, For some reason, I dig it. I think. I don't. Oh, yeah. I, have you ever seen him in concert? Well, we'll nope. get into that later. No, but I, I heard him and Marilyn Manson are having trouble. Uh, but yes, we will. We'll get into it. Yes. Um, how things? things. Anyways, you're Andrew. I am. Yeah. Wow. Oh, we are really taking a leap of faith, assuming people that know, assuming people know that you are Mr. Brad. That's right. I am. Yeah. And this is the Bruin V podcast. Cursed uh, and damned to discuss movies for all eternity. That's right. But you know what they say: hell is for heroes. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not hell. It's always a pleasure. Um, and uh, I'm happy to be having a beer with you tonight. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, things are are good. We're both... Uh, what's, <laughs> what's funny is we're <laughs> like a couple teenage girls chatting yeah. <laughs> while lying in bed. Yeah. You're going to see... Not the same bed. I, <laughs> right. I um I almost tried to make a gesture, um, which obviously would not have worked on the pod, but my my headphone cord's too short. I was gonna say you're gonna see me like leaning over the bed, 
just walking yeah. around the room. I'll have my. I'll be laying on the bed, belly down, you yeah. know, with my feet up in the air, just kind of kicking yes. as we talk. Hmm. <laughs> my mom. Um, my mom's gonna get on the line and say that I have to go to bed. You know, mom. mom. I am. Um. But yeah, first. Because of the way things work out, yeah, we just felt like it'd be a little bit more cozy of a time yeah. laying in bed. A nice little fireside chat. That's right. Brews and views in bed. Mm-hmm. So, um, how's things? Things are excellent. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of movies. Uh, I might have mentioned this last week, uh, but I feel like our our um, our commitment to. Uh, to discussing specific directors and, and kind of planning ahead has led to a lot more um, a lot more scary movie watching, which um, I love, and and I'm glad that I'm doing that. And uh, so there's been that lot lots Thanks. of movies, um, Halloween parade, a lot of Halloween stuff going on down here in New Orleans right now. Yeah, it's got to be fun down there, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, and. Uh, starting to cool off a little bit and it rained all day today which um was fine because i did some serious napping <laughs> that's very cool <laughs> yes yeah and uh but yeah everything is good there's a new brewery across the street that has opened up i don't know if i talked yeah, about you it were, yet i mentioned it well, last week i remember you talking about the construction and stuff that's going on yes yeah they are open now and uh, <laughs> I went over there and had a uh, brewer's flight, which is the three beers they make and the soda water. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. But it's it's like seven bucks though, so it's not. Yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not charging you for four beers. <laughs> um, well, they're just getting on their feet, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, the beers weren't great, uh, but they are just getting started, and it takes time. And uh, I'm definitely not going to throw the towel in on him just yet. Uh, but yeah. you know, yeah. I'll uh, I'll probably you know keep them keep them at an arm's length and then uh, test out when they have some new stuff. It's great. Brew days are awesome um, because yeah. I can smell the uh, I can smell the wart, and uh, I love that smell. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah, wafting right onto my front porch. So, very cool. So Can't that's get away been, from it. Yeah, yeah, I know it's bad. It, it'd be bad if I if I didn't like it or had to you know go to meetings or something. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of hard to get away from. Mm. Um, mm. Well, that's cool. Well, what yeah. are you drinking tonight? Ah, uh, well, looks yummy. It is fantastic. Uh, so Molly's mom and sister are in town and. With that, sometimes uh, comes some St. Louis brews. Uh, so I'm having a Bud Light from Anheuser Busch. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds. That sounds hideous. <laughs> it's it's scary. Uh, no, I am enjoying the Devil's Invention um, by Four Hands Brewing Company. Um, and it is a stout brewed with coffee. And uh, I give it a four two five on Untapped. It is excellent. So um, right, right on the front, you get that um, 
that kind of like roasty sweetness, something that I, I just always associate with, um, with stouts in general. Mm. Um, and then it always has this like sweet cream finish. Um, kind of like if you were to have like a cup of coffee with milk and sugar. Right. Um, and it's really, it's wild. Cause it doesn't look like they have any like lactose or anything. So yeah, it's just, it's, um, really full bodied and, uh, got a nice roasty flavor, but it finishes really sweet. Um, so that's interesting. Um, but I give it a four, two, five. Like I said, uh, it's fantastic. Definitely one of the best coffee stouts I've had. Yeah. It's pretty high praise, uh, especially. Yeah. Cause that's one of your favorite styles of beer, right? Um, yeah, I would say I, uh, sorry, I, <laughs> full disclosure, we stopped talking for a second. And I didn't have a single sip of beer. And as soon as we start talking, I'm reaching for Drink the, it. uh, yeah, for the old devil's invention. Um, I was looking at the, um, the style guide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. I asked you a question. I didn't let you answer it, but, um, no it's inspired by one of the earlier nicknames for coffee, the, the bitter invention of Satan. <laughs> for really coffee hmm. Hmm. well I guess that's, you know. that is clever They so they did their homework too on top of that so that's cool uh, but yeah it's really good um, and it it's strong but it's not it doesn't have any of that coffee bitterness um but yeah, you're. I I never thought about it, but you're definitely right. Like if I see a coffee stout on a menu, I'm usually gonna try it. Yeah. Like I would say it'd be, and it'd be odd for me to not at least have a taster of it. Yeah, I'm, I usually will. Yeah, if there's not a a big heavy IPA on, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go for that next. Um. Uh, well, good. I'm glad you like it. It, mm-hmm. it looks good. The can looks good. The picture looks even better. Oh, um, it's good stuff. But what I'm having mm-hmm. uh, is from Stone Brewing Company. It's the um, Fear Movie Lions mm-hmm. Double IPA. And um, it's Stone's uh uh, hack at a uh, New England style mm-hmm. IPA, and um, it does have that. Um, that man, is it more floral? It, the New Englands are known for the more yeah. floral and less citrusy, or yeah, more or, no more aroma, less acidity. Probably. Yeah, maybe that's that sounds about right. Um, so yeah, this uh, I felt I felt like it was a a good beer for our podcast and uh, this time of year. Uh, but I was just my brother came and helped me work this weekend, and he's like, "Hey, I put some beers in your truck." I was like, "Sweet." I opened and them you're up like, today. What? And I, like, I didn't. Oh. I didn't quite hear you. Oh, um, I was. Uh, no, was working with no. That's what you said to him. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, I put some beers in your fridge. What? I I can't hear you. <laughs> um, 
and I opened them up, and and lo and behold, the one of the ones he had was the the this one, and another one was that uh, super cluster you and Devin. Oh yeah, about. that's a so, good one. Uh, so I'll be trying that out here, uh, maybe even tonight after uh, I finish this one. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is a really good beer. Uh, it's different. Um, you know, I don't think Stone. I've had like a bad beer of from Stone. I've never had like. I don't know if I've ever had like a. I've had really good beers from them. Mm-hmm. They're always above. You know. Uh, you know, always above like a middling beer, but uh, I don't know. And and this is this one falls right about a four, so this is pretty much in line with all the ones I've had from there, mm-hmm. from them. Um, I especially like their enjoy buys or their. Oh yeah, the the fresher. Yeah, those ones are great. And I think we've had those on. I know I did one uh, four twenty one, yeah. maybe two years ago or something like that, uh, yeah. which was really good. So, uh, in I guess. I don't know. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, one of our friends was a Christian D. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he had it before and he liked it at a 4.0 as well. So uh, we're lining up right in line nice, with, nice, him, nice. with him. And the overall is a 3.94. So, yeah, it's a pretty consistent beer. It looks yeah. like the whole whole way around. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, and I'm a fan of your your picture too. Oh yeah, well, it, it worked out good. I have another. I have one more mask that's gonna that I have to use, but I thought that would be a, a good one for tonight. Definitely, definitely. Uh, anything else um, going on in the beer world for you right now? Not really. Um, just those beers that my brother gave me so like that super cluster i'll be trying he gave me a couple nimble giants a beer that i need to send down to you uh it's a real heavy double ipa nice um i keep threatening to to send beer but i don't but uh i'm trying to think what else not a whole lot else um yeah pretty much a uh uh normal standard week i guess (laughs) yeah heard that yeah Uh, another week so um yeah we've got the beers out of the way i Mm -hmm. suppose um i am looking for that super cluster yeah um i'm happy for you yeah maybe if we have a little minor break i'll run down and grab one and talk about it um so we decided we were well originally the plans were to do John Carpenter tonight. Yes. Um and but his movies aren't quite as readily available mm-hmm. as it seems like all of Zombies movies are pretty like, easy. If, yeah. yeah. It's not they're not popping up on Netflix but with very little legwork. Yeah, I mean that you know I watched uh, 31 and Lords of Salem on Tubi, mm-hmm. which is a, I mean, you have to watch probably maybe five or six sets of like, uh, one minute commercials Not during the movie. Bad. 
not bad and at all. As a, for a free app, it's not too shabby. Oh yeah. Um, and I think on HBO Go you can watch House of Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Um, um, I rented both those. Um, oh. On because uh, I watched them while I was traveling. Yes. And uh, it's three ninety nine to rent on iTunes. Um, and I would imagine it's probably uh close in price on Amazon and uh yeah I, I mean like we said not hard to find um I signed up for that shutter subscription and that got me uh Lords of Salem and 31 um and uh, along with a slew of other really good movies I'm really hoping I can make it through um The Fog John Carpenter um mm-hmm is is also in the mix there and the original hmm. John Carpenter Halloween. Yes. All with your Shutter subscription. There you go. And uh it's either you can sign up for a 7-day free tri- trial, but they also uh it's just 4.99 a month and charge it to the uh charge it to the Prime. Charge it to the game. Yeah. 4.99 hmm. a month, not too bad considering what cable costs. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like you have to pick and choose like which services you want, right? It's, yeah, it's, uh, and that's awesome, little... honestly, because you know I I don't um, the whole idea of like these a la carte channels appeals to me way more. I wish sports would get in on that. Well, I mean, Amazon is getting in on the football. Yeah, game. Thursday night games. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, is... I can only do it on my computer though, not on my TV. Oh. Hmm. I have a That's smart TV, but it's not that smart, apparently. Yeah. Um, Remedial TV. One of the, one of the, one way to maybe call you the your your all the card stuff mm-hmm. is like I use that Just Watch app to mm-hmm. just plug in a a, sh- uh, a movie and see where it's streaming, right? Right. And if you keep seeing the same service coming up over and over again on like your style of movies, then that might be the one to go to. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, Just Watch is a pretty sweet little app. Um, but, yeah, like I said, uh, well, yeah. Uh, uh, we were, yeah, so. Yeah, so we were uh, originally Carpenter. doing Carpenter this week. Yes. <laughs> and After um, bragging I'm, about making the most the most plans we've made on this show, we've, ad- yes. we've called an audible. <laughs> yes, well, sometimes you got to. No, when you're yeah, because I was uh, even up to yesterday when you had texted me, I was like, I don't really know what I'm, how I'm going to get through this whole thing because I'm, I just don't feel comfortable yet. Um, I was going to have to. I'm not well, there yet. and and you wanted to record tonight because tonight was going to be the because since I was going to be by myself, it's going to be you know a two movie night. Nice. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, and it worked out good that you want to change the Rob Zombie because I've already seen all of the Rob Zombie stuff. Yes. So yeah. uh, we're going to do a kind of uh, dissection of Rob Zombie films, which is nice because he doesn't have that big of filmography. No. Nope. Um, you know, he's only been making movies since, I mean, I say only, but like since 2003. Yeah. Uh, well, the year 2000, if you hear the, or read some of the trivia mm-hmm. on it. But um, yeah, so, and he's got what? House of Thousand Corpses. Devil's Rejects, then he does Halloween, yeah, and Halloween Two, yeah, and then he does. Does he do Lords of Salem? Lords next? of Salem, yes. and then 
31. Then 31. Okay. Jeez. So, yeah. Not not a big thing, but uh, I think pretty impactful movies, um, which, you know, well, when you talk I'd, about Rob Zombie, yeah. you think, uh, you know, the first thing I think of is Him Astro saying, yeah. Creep. Uh, was it Astro, <laughs> Astro Creep, Creep 2000? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in in his white zombie days, and you know more human than humans, whenever he you know broke onto the stage, mm-hmm. um, and uh, for some reason I have a very soft spot for his music. It's big and dumb. Um, I've gone to see two of his concerts in connection with other bands. Nice. Um, and he puts on a show. I will say this: at oh, least I he did back in like late nineties, early two thousands. Well, I know. I mean. Alice Cooper is one of his his inspirations. So oh yeah, there's would, some big old set pieces. I would hope that yeah. Yes. Nice. Uh, very Christian and wholesome show. Yeah, just nice, uh, something you nice take the fellowship whole, the whole with family too. Yeah. Oh, um, tell me what the sitting cross-legged. It's not. Uh, I know. Not there's the most comfy. There's something to be said for like sitting up at a desk. Yeah. Such a um, casual atmosphere right now. I know. It's just starting <laughs> to get a little weird. Um, <laughs> is this okay? <laughs> Are you comfortable with this? <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, uh, I don't know. I like, I really, really, really like Rob Zombie as a. Sorry, I'm adjusting my headphones mm-hmm. and my speaker at the same time. Um, I really like Rob Zombie as a, just a, as a personality and as a creator. Um, I think he has a little different view of the world and he's gotten a chance to kind of, um, you know, he got a chance to kind of, and like to put that out in the world. But like, if you listen to his interviews, he looks crazy. He, he, you know, he feels like the reincarnation of uh, Charles Manson when you look at him. But like, if you hear some of the interviews, he's like one of the most down to earth dudes there yeah. is. Um, and, you know, it, like, uh, to the people, or one of the per- people that I find weird that he's, like, really, really good friends with is, like, Chris Hardwick. Like, <laughs> yeah. one very straight laced, tight, you know, up, kind of uptight kind of guy. You yeah. know what I mean? But professional runs, host. Yeah. AKA he, boring, boring guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and he but he runs in that crowd too. The comedy, oh, you know. Yeah. That, um, so yeah, it's weird. He's he's a interesting dude. Yeah, he's a Renaissance man, maybe. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I was kind of making fun of his music at the top of the hour, but I do I I enjoy it. I was never really, um, like I'm I I'm familiar enough with his catalog but I I've never like you know grown up in the CD or I never never bought one of his albums. Yeah. Yeah, I, well and what's nice is like he does like pay a lot of homage to the uh like early uh f- horror movies and stuff through his music too. It's always there's always like clips and Right. um you know some some slasher movies and stuff, and you can see that in uh, a lot of his films as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, White Zombie was uh, a Bela Lugosi movie. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that <laughs> that also that popped up in every uh, piece of of trivia thing that I could look look how legit he is. Yes, a movie. He saw a movie from the '30s. This guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, interesting too, because a lot of the movies that he, um, says that he, he really loves and stuff like that, they're not, um, super gory, super, um, sensory overload movies. Um, yeah, like, it is like his of, are. Yeah, it, I, I think uh, there was a something I found that was a list of his favorite movies, and it included um, Dracula and Freaks, both by Todd Browning in the early 30s. Um, and I think Frankenstein was in the mix, too, which I love that movie. Um, but Dracula, man, not I, I was telling you beforehand, not really a big, big fan of that movie. Um, so it's funny to see it because it's kind of just boring and like originally um when it was made they only had um they could only do one audio track for a film right. so there's originally there's no score to the film okay and as we'll talk about next week when we talk about carpenter that's an incredibly important part, yes part of film for sure uh so so yeah, I've n- I've never really, and I love the uh, Universal horror movies. Frankenstein definitely up on my list. That's one of the first movies, if not the first movie, I remember seeing. Um. So I so it's not, I don't know. Some people have a thing about black and white, um, which I never understood. You limit yourself so much. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah. So it it is interesting to see some of these movies that he he's that's our favorites because you talk about someone like quentin tarantino and obviously he makes these hyper stylistic movies as well um but when you when he talks about his favorite he always puts out his 10 favorite movies of the year and a lot of times you see that influence later on in his next project or his later projects uh so yeah it's funny it's weird yeah it's weird though like you get you get these guys that are like uber film snobs, I would say, mm-hmm. like like Tarantino and Zombie. I would, you know, put those in the same category. And they come out with these, th- their movies, especially Tarantino, are they're such a high quality, high, like, you know, the script, the, the actors. I mean, everything is done to a T. Yeah. But their influences are some of the kind of worst shit out there. You know what I mean? Like stuff that like it would be hard, like, you know, well, just like some of the, I mean, what he was tried to do with uh, Rodriguez, mm-hmm. you know, Grindhouse, you know, yeah. d- the Grindhouse thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, the, yeah. The, it's like, like car chase movies and yeah, for sure. It's just like, it's a weird, you know, you, t- you've become like, how can that be your influence? Yeah. Well, I think that he the way um, the way they think about movies just must be different too, because um, I imagine the things that uh, ter- I, I remember this being a point of contention with uh, Mavs Matt, 
Um, while we were when we were still living together, we were. You can just say Matt now. Oh yeah. You don't have, you don't have to distinguish. Yeah, that's right. There's no other Matts in our life, <laughs> except for uh, Cool Matt at Nola. Oh, that's right. What's up, Cool Matt? Doesn't, doesn't listen. I don't tell anyone I podcast. No one knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Molly thinks I'm writing in my diary right now. <laughs> yeah, I gotta put a couple pages in and drink a beer. I'm just, I'm just doing my homework, if mom. T- if I'm talking to myself, I'm, I'm just working things out in my head. Yeah, that's that's my process. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Matt and I, it, it, we had this point of contention because um, at the end of the year when Tarantino does his favorite movies, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, was one of his favorite movies of, of that year. Mm-hmm. And I said, see, it's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And he was like, no, this, this has to be a joke. But uh, but I do think that maybe... I, um, I say that to say that I, I think that maybe the things that he sees in these movies and he likes in these movies are not necessarily the same things. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just pure escapism. Maybe he's always like on 11 and he likes to turn his brain off and watch a big dumb action movie. Um, but also maybe just the way that his mind works and the way that he understands film um, contribute to his enjoyment a little differently. Yeah. Well, and uh, I can see the same thing with with uh, with Rob Zombie. Yeah, um, absolutely. Too, um, where you pick and choose what you like, and you're willing to forgive stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I I do that all the time with movies. You know, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll pick and choose what I want, and you know, and and you know, critics critics be damned. Yeah, uh, but well, and, and um, I know me too. Like the. Uh the logic flaws that I'm willing to forgive in one movie will be um, yes you, you won't be, be able the to same get over flaws them yeah yep. it's the same flaws oh I just noticed your shirt I love it um, yeah. it'll be the same flaws that I uh, take another movie to task for yeah so. so yeah I don't know movies are awesome and uh, Rob Zombie made four original ones and two uh, yeah, let's get into them. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so should we just start right right at the beginning? I think so. Um, I think it's 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 uh, it's we should note that like he's one of those guys that tends to stay with actors. You know, he finds somebody he likes, he's going to stay with them. Right. Yes. Um, you know, whether who, depending on who it is, whether it's someone he watched, you know, growing up, kind of like Tarantino. Um, there's a lot of similarities between these two, mm-hmm. I think. Um, you know, people from back in the day, and um, he'll they'll he'll try to employ them and and keep them in his films. And uh, so, House of a Thousand Corpses coming out. It came out in 2003. It was yes. originally filmed in 2000, but it, I guess it was, took a long time to uh, release it. Yeah, I think I heard it. Um... Whoever bought the film, um, they decided that that it was not um, with their sensibilities. And then uh, whoever got it next, I guess he made a comment about how he's like, well, um, 
for for anecdotal purposes well yeah universal didn't didn't like this but i guess you guys just don't care and they sent him packing right after that comment um <laughs> so yeah i i think it it kind of it was made and then kind of shopped around a little bit um because it is uh it's a pretty nasty movie and he wasn't uh in a compromising mood i guess so um the people who were originally distributing it sold it to someone else and then that that person sold it again yes so. um actually it was universal oh it was universal okay yes yeah um which there's a nice little bit of trivia that um uh, the actual house is the same house used in the best little whorehouse in Texas, mm. which can be viewed uh, during the U- Universal Studios tram ride. However, during the filming, Universal refused to stop the tram tours, which delayed filming for many scenes. That's uh, obnoxious. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess, I don't know, like, um, how I don't even know how to really even like set this movie up because it's um it it is a send up to uh, you know Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre it's, it's the it's the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre it's well it's Hills Have Eyes as well a little bit yeah yeah definitely um, definitely um, um but just uh especially when they get to the the dinner scene it is just um I don't know where I don't know where the line between homage and and ripping off a movie is, but um, there's probably people on both sides of that line when oh, you're yeah, talking about sure. this movie. Um, this this is one of those movies where you could you could probably make a case for both sides, mm-hmm. and depending on where you fall. And like I know you're a huge uh, Chainsaw fan. You love um, Chainsaw. How did yeah. how did you fall? Did um, you feel kind of ripped off on it? Or no, no, um, quite quite the opposite actually um not not to overplay my hand but this is my favorite rob zombie movie okay um then i yes okay yeah so i so i think yeah it does um while it does ape a lot from chainsaw chainsaw was 74 Mm -hmm. and there really hasn't been a movie like it that I've come across since. Um, and as someone who wasn't a fan, there's a lot of people that, that like the sequel. Um, <laughs> and this is kind of just like evil dead two for me, where the sequel is kind of a, a bit of a retread goes for laughs. And I just, I like the pure horror of, of both those originals. Um, okay. I love, I love the, um, kind of hopelessness of the texas chainsaw massacre and and the the bleakness of it and i i feel like that adds to the gruesomeness of the movie even though the movie itself is actually not visually very um it's not gory uh it just it's it's a sensory overload right um well and and that's how i feel about (laughs) even though this movie does go the much more lean more into the gore um yes they he well, does rely on sensory overload a lot. this is like a black light version of uh texas chainsaw massacre mm-hmm. right you know you get that you get it's like his uh his music version of of texas uh because there there's so many 
Um, we've, we're getting uh, a lot of texts on a similar chain here. Um, but there's so many, yeah, homages to it. And, uh, but it's also, it's, it's a lot, I, th I think he's trying to push the edge of it a little bit with the, he's taking the, the family aspect of a demented family and really trying to, uh, mm -hmm. um, and trying to make, make you feel off, even more off put, put mm -hmm. by the family because, you know, the, and Chainsaw, it was, yeah, this fucked up family. Yes, for yeah. sure. Now it's like a fucked up family that is, like, I don't know. Well, and, and you um, mentioned it earlier, the, um, God. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned it earlier, um, the Manson family, like, there's, there's a very strong, like, um uh kind of cult lean to this one. Oh yeah. Manson family lean uh to this that wasn't in, in Chainsaw. So um Yeah. And it's weird you get um a skinny Rain Wilson and a fat Chris Hardwick in this one. Yes. Movie. Yeah. I had to um do kind of a double I had to like go back and really look like who is Chris Hardwick in this movie? I'm like, oh <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, he looks a little bloated. Yes, very bloated. Because um, he is, yeah, like, so now he's just so, like, skinny and, like, clean cut and, like, this well-manicured 5 o'clock shadow. Yes, the, 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 I guess, the poster child for metrosexual. Mm -hmm. Like, if, you know, back it, whenever that was a thing. He's like a, uh, an edgy um, Ryan Seacrest, but not too edgy. No. <laughs> He's yes. He's not a fair. He wears cons. Yeah, he he's like uh, E News is like he's not for us, and AMC is like we'll take him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Two pretty safe networks. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay. So I I really enjoy this movie too. Um. It's it's raw. Yeah. Uh, compared to some of his, his other movies. Uh, the next movie we're going to talk about, yeah, it is a lot more. Um, it feels a lot. The budget felt like a, was there a little bit more. The the directing aspect of it, like the DP, tighter. felt like it it was it was a little tighter. It was mm -hmm. uh, it felt a little bit more Hollywood, and uh, this one is just straight up. It it is. Uh, you'd have a. If you could get epilepsy from watching this movie, yeah, at some points, absolutely. Um, it definitely feels like a. Um, it kind of feels like a cross between a student film and, I guess, very much what it is a um, a music video director stepping into, yes, to to feature length, and um, there's some some interesting interludes. Um, with uh, kind of the 16 millimeter shots um, that don't really, they kind of stretch the movie to an hour and a half. Um, they don't really give you a ton uh, as far as like insight into characters or even plot development. Um, right. But it's almost like this like psychedelic cut just yes. thrown into the movie to kind of throw you off balance a little bit. And, and um, 
this goes right right along with I would I could definitely see myself taking a movie to task for this, but in in, in this one it worked for me. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So I I was um. Yeah. Um. This is a movie that like kind of didn't freak me out, but I was like, mm-hmm. man, that's kind of disturbing because like there is some like there's there's stuff you hadn't seen to that point really. I mean, maybe yeah. in some movies, but and now it's gotten a little bit more. Um, mainstream to see, you know, with the just the kind of the torture porn type thing. Yeah, this and is I on the kind of cutting edge of that effect. Yeah, and not even though it felt gratuitous, it felt it felt pl- like it was. I mean, his, his first two films are are exploitation films for sure. But... They are, but. They didn't feel gratuitous. I agree. As, yeah. as much as they actually are. As something like, it, it doesn't feel gratuitous the way something like Hostel 3 does. or Right. Or well, yeah, because Hostel, the first Hostel was first Hostel actually. First great. I, it, it is. I love it. But, it's, it. but it is gratuitous just to show, you know, uh, okay, do you guys really know what you're watching when you see someone die on film? This is what it actually should look like, you know what I yeah. mean? And, yeah. Um, but I, I, yes, you said it right. I mean, it's they're exploitative. Um, but they're not. They're there to serve a bigger purpose than that. Like it's not just there to show you boobs and blood. It's yes. there um, because Rob Zombie feels that he has a story to tell, and he's trying to start a career in film not to make the most shocking movie but to tell the stories he wants to tell yes so um and those those are mainstays in his movies too the boobs and blood yeah are almost always in his movies so Mm -hmm. um but i don't know it 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 felt right at least in the first two movies here uh for me um Mm -hmm. i guess which we could kind of unless you had a little bit more on uh, um corpses yeah, just um, that that'll kind of bleed right into uh, the Devil's Rejects. Love, I love Sid Haig in these movies. Uh, yeah, and I love yeah. I love the character of Captain Spaulding. Yes, like the yeah. when he's messing with Rain Wilson in the when when they first meet him. Right. It it is unnerving. It really yeah. is. It's just like yeah, because the other thing to the. The thing that I think is so effective about that scene is in the opening scene, you you see them, um, two guys are trying to knock over their their uh, gas station, and you see them um, kill him. You know, mm-hmm. if you didn't expect spoilers, that it won't ruin the movie for you. But it's also been out for almost twenty years now. Yeah. Well, let's say fifteen. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When. So you know that the, that things can go um, off the rails at any at any moment, and when he starts getting in Rain Wilson's face, you don't know where it's going to go. No, and <laughs> and he's he is just a, he's a sadistic clown, <laughs> and I love I love that character. It's yes, awesome. he's probably the one character in the whole like all of them. Or at least these first two, because mm-hmm. I know there's supposed to be a a new one coming out uh, uh, shortly. But 
he's the one I don't it's so weird because he he for some reason he taps into that the creepy clown part of it without being like you think he might be the savior at times and all of a sudden you're like oh no he's he's right, the worst yeah. of them all you know because he's the one he's the guy with the face on tv and uh i don't know it's it's a weird it's a weird character yeah and he is great he's always yeah. great yeah he is and um a funny thing i saw um i actually was watching an interview with sid haig uh and the guy who was conducting the interview asked him if he knew about rob zombie's history with sid haig and uh or no i'm sorry that's not it um he was asking about what's it like working with rob zombie and sid haig was like i was at um i guess rob and cherry moon zombie's wedding and his brother said man this is so weird and sid was like what the wedding he's like no we used to watch you all the time and Rob said, if I ever make a movie, I'm going to put him in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And that just goes with him having his his kind of uh, his family of actors that he likes to work with. Yeah, um, for sure. He, he was cultivating that desire long before he was uh, behind the uh, or sitting in the director's chair. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, fucking love that character. And uh, I guess. um where does this where does this rank for you as far as like his movies? Um... It's it's so hard because I mean I would put so like this one, uh, Double Rejects and Thirty One are mm-hmm. are one type of movie. Uh, the Halloweens are another, and then Lords of Sam are, is something different. Yes, yeah, definitely. And um, I would say this is I. I got it. Uh, well, let me see what I rated them. I rated this. I gave this an eight. Um, and I rated. Let me see what I rated. Well, spoiler alert! I rated Devil's Ooh. Rejects a nine. Ooh. So yeah. Um, and I don't know that it's that much better. I think the uh, I I enjoyed. I um, okay. So I guess. Going from from corpses to rejects, yes. Um, you know, as unnerving as corpses was, it still felt a little uh, put on, a little artsy. Mm-hmm. Um, the devil's rejects felt raw, visceral, and yeah. unnerving. Yeah, it felt a little safer compared to his follow up. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think I like devil's rejects because it stuck with me. Like I, I'm, I know corpses because of you know, just watching movies and, you know, you know, it, it, that movie stuck with me for sure. But the, I don't remember. And I, I felt unnerved watching movies before, but, and I, and rewatching Devil's Rejects, I didn't get the same feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember the first time I watched it, I just, I could not sit still in my, my chair. Like yeah. I kept squirming and trying to like get out of the situation. Like the, characters were it just um in it's just this relentless evil kind of yeah it is it's it's a little unpleasant to, yeah. to sit there and watch and that's one of the biggest thing for me you Especially, know did you feel something yeah with the movie absolutely and i did 
Yeah, especially if you are uh, sitting in seat 34B on Southwest Flight 1436, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in front of you. <laughs> yeah. And you're just watching this little, like, three-by-five screen <laughs> of um, boobs and blood. That's right. Um, yeah, th- this movie is unnerving. Um, I think what it comes down to me between these first two movies, um, the reason I, I like House of a Thousand Corpses more is because it's more the horror that I like. Um it's just a little more in my wheelhouse. Um, but I, I think The Devil's Rejects is a more effective movie, and I think that he was going for that squirm in your seat. Um, these people are, uh, I mean, the they are, um, for all intents and purposes, you know, the worst people outside of hell. Yeah, yeah. They're the yeah, they're the ones the devil said. Okay, well you could go up there and do your damage. Yeah, um, yeah. It's um, and this is the reason he got the the Halloween franchise. It's got to be this yeah. movie, and um, and good for him because um, and we'll eventually get to that. But you know, I think I talked about it before. Uh, rewatching the Halloween movie, um, you know, was pretty faithful to it i mean did some things that you know a lot of people didn't like whatever but um this movie i i was expecting a little bit more of this feel to the halloween movie Mm -hmm. um but i think that with the big studio you weren't going to get as much um that but going back to this movie um so it you you don't have to set up the characters as much you know as you did with the, excuse me, the previous one. Right. Um, not that there was a whole lot of setup with them anyways, but I mean, it just, from the start of it, it's, you know, the, the shootout at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, it just, uh, to the hotel and just, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah. this is the hotel yeah. is, the, is the worst part for me. It's for, it, not, not quality wise, but as far as like, I <laughs> I just want this to end, and I don't want anyone around me to know that I'm watching this. <laughs> I know, yeah. I mean, it is it is brutal, and it is it, like I I can't imagine. Like I'm I sit back and I think about um, how people get directed in mm-hmm. that situation, and and like the set, like leading up to the all right in action. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like how people are getting around and like how you, how, how you get into character and how you can be that scared and how you can like sit around kind of just being naked mm-hmm. and then, you know, and just, and then go from, you know, smiling, having some craft services and then, mm-hmm. you know, going to completely terrified. Um, You got to tap into something there. Yeah. Um, but, Absolutely. uh, yeah, such a, and like, in this as well, like House of Thousand Corpses, you know, mainly that's all at night. Yes. And this one is more, this is, feels more daylight. It feels a lot of the, it, like if you put these two movies together, you would have Texas Chancel Massacre. Yeah. Well, a lot of things feel a little, a little, um, safer under the cover of night. Um, mm. 
you know what I mean? Like, you know, like this is a horror movie the, you know, Oh, it's storming. It's raining. This is, this is, it's, it's the warm blanket of, of horror movies. Yes. And if you're doing stuff on a, on one of those nights, you, you, you get your comeuppance. Yeah. Yeah. Like you deserve to get that. Right. Whereas, and House of a Thousand Corpses takes place on Halloween night and they're having the, the Halloween celebration. Um, it's a little more fun. And then um, there's a harshness to uh, daylight. And there's a harshness to these these atrocities that happen. Um, there's there's I, I think it does make it a little more visceral. Yeah, it's uh, it's the worst parts of the news. There's, yeah, there's no right hiding front. it in in a dark corner. There's no um, letting your mind wander um, with this movie. It's all front and center and well lit. Yeah, the boogeyman's not hiding. He's right there in your face. Yes. I like that. That's a good that's I really like that. That's that's a good point on you. Um Thank you. Yeah. Uh so yeah, this for me, um, we get more of the family, which mm-hmm. by the at, at this point now I'm starting to root for them at at, at points. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And he does a really good job in doing that, you know, because these people are vicious and brutal and just downright nasty. Mm-hmm. And like there's no redeeming qualities. But at the same time, by the end of the movie But they're the they're the characters you're familiar with and they're the characters like that you because they weren't as vicious in um house of a thousand corpses and that's kind of kind of a fun thing too that maybe um was an objective when he was making this movie is like oh you you thought these guys were cool you you know you like leatherface you like uh you know captain spaulding and the clown makeup that juxtaposition Mm -hmm. well look at what these guys are about to do yeah yeah, it's it's brutal and mm-hmm. yeah, um, I'm I'm a fan, man. Like, and I'm not, and this is like right on the edge. And it you could probably you know people that don't like this movie would say the same thing as like uh, whatever those stupid movies are, like Wrong Turn or um, yeah, you know Cheapers Creepers or you know all those kind of slasher ninety or you know two thousands ish. Yeah, the sepia tone soaked. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. The yeah, and uh, but for some reason it worked for me, and maybe it's Rob Zombie doing it. Yeah, could be. Could I be. Won't, uh, I'm could not gonna be. apologize for it. Though. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. Absolutely, it could be the um, familiarity of the characters. It could be just the um, the fact that it gets a reaction from you. And I mean, there's so many. Um, you know, we're we dive into a couple movies a week here um at a certain point you kind of start running across more of the same and when something um kind of forces you to reevaluate and re recalibrate even or or just you know you talk about squirming in your seat or yeah um with me i was watching this i think this is the second time i've seen it i'm watching it on the plane like looking over my shoulder like i you know yeah i <laughs> I don't want someone to catch a scene out of context and and uh, yeah, you know, feel the federal weird, marshal feel a little, yeah, oh. get hit with some rubber bullets or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, and like I and I'll say it again. I already said it. I mean, if it emotes a reaction out of you, like or an emotion out of you, or 
pulls an emotion, not emotes an emotion, uh, pulls an emotion out of you or, or does something to that extent. Like, um, for me, that's it's. I think it's a well-made movie, yeah. whether you like it or not. It's at the very least, it's effective, and you might yeah. not like the effect, but most likely that effect was in, in intentional. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome. Um, like I said, the reason I uh, I like House of a Thousand Corpses better is because it's more my style. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as far as like following up a debut project and and making a um, a a sequel uh that has the same characters but is stylistically such a departure uh, i think that takes some some balls man i think it's a yeah. it's a pretty cool move um i i'm not crazy um and maybe you can uh either shed some light on this or or let me know what you think at the very least uh, i'm i'm not crazy about the ending like um there were some things i saw i was like like the just driving into the police barricade with Freebird playing, just bullets flying, and like, yeah, that is what happened. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a synopsis. Why? <laughs> why was it so great? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I think I don't know how you end a movie like this and yeah. make it either good or bad or very, whatever. Very you good know, point. They either they either get away or they don't. And set up, you know, either they set up for the sequel, or they don't, or you know what I mean, like. Right. And as is, in, you know, that's one of the hardest things is to pull off. You know, when you have a great movie, you've got to pull, hit it's the hard, landing. Hard to stick the landing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely. So it's, um, I guess I I don't know, I don't know. I just yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think it's bad, but. And and I don't think it detracts from the movie, but I just saw a couple of things that were just like, whoa, the ending of this movie. Like, I just kind of, you know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I get it. Free bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, it's, I'm not, I'm not like, um, it, I'm that's not, not the part I'm of not the movie upset that by it. it. Yeah. I'm, no, no, I, that's I not just, the part of the movie that like I loved or hated or sure. anything really. It was just the whole tone of it. Um, yeah. that really made it what it was. And you know, the ending is, I don't know. It, it's for more, for, I don't know. Maybe there's some endings that I love and hate. I, yeah, that's sure. Nothing I really get, I don't, I don't ever think I get really stuck on an ending. A whole lot of times, I, I the really only don't. yeah, I will get stuck on it. But the only the only reason I get stuck on it is if there's something like there's the you you reach these logical closure points and there's no, um, they just kind of wrote themselves into a shitty spot. I guess yeah, um, and I, I don't think it, that that's what happened here. Well, I, I mean, just the way don't... I look at it is like mm-hmm. this: like you're watching your favorite sports team. Yeah. And they're in like a great game with their bitter rivals, right? Mm-hmm. And it's back and forth, back and forth. The whole game, it's great. You're having fun. They're up. You're happy. They're down. You're you're sad. They're up. And at the end, they a- end up losing. And then, so the takeaway is that game sucked. And like for most fans, yeah. that game sucked because we lost. Worst but night of my forget life. Forget about like the ride that got you there. Right. Yeah. You know, and like how great of a game that was. You know, and. uh I look at, I kind of, I, I try to look at movies that way. 
It's um, not a bad, yeah, it's not a bad way to go through life. <laughs> because, well, it, because, like, if I'm enjoying it during the middle of it, if the ending's, like, like, some people would say, like, the ending, like, ruined the whole movie for me, and that's such a stupid cop-out. It's just what you thought the ending should be, mm-hmm. you know? Because um, if you liked mo- the whole movie and the ending was blah, blah, would you say the same thing about the, the first scene if it was... You know, right. The first scene, yeah. So, it's it's all in your expectations, I think. Sure. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I just more like, and again, I, I don't know. Maybe this is just one of the weird, weird themes of uh, of our show is the stuff that we're we're kind of closely aligned with. We end up diving diving the most into because I don't I don't hate the ending. I just I didn't understand some of the praise I saw for it. Like I didn't yeah. I didn't find it to be um, this great revelatory moment or even necessarily a, a you know a fantastic musical cue uh, yeah, I was, I was just curious if you if you were like oh, no I'm not it. I'm not like hey the, the ending's great no yeah. it's just an end ending it's not it didn't like blow me away it's not like it was a closing you know, yeah you know um, the end of the sixth sense or mm-hmm. uh, what was that the <sighs> I gotta watch that movie before before uh, someone spoils it for me. You should. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Devil's Rejects. I I am also a fan. Yeah. Uh, so that that leads into this is why he got the, the Halloween franchise. I'm sure. And gotta be. Yeah. You know, being a big name in music and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, uh, so we get into Halloween, and I talked about this, you know, uh, a while back. It was, it's been probably the summer sometime, maybe. Oh, you know what it was? It was whenever I was down at the beach. Okay. It was uh, June in June, so, yeah. Um, so it's a remake of the original. Mm-hmm. Dives a lot more into Michael's past. Yes. His uh, origins, I guess. Um, and I don't, I remember my thoughts on it, uh, obviously, well, I hope I do. Um, and I know you chimed in some, but like your overall, cause I know you're a huge, yes, uh, yeah, original Halloween, huge original yeah. fan. Um, where, where were you, where did you land on the, uh, the remake with Rob Zombie? I don't like the, um, I don't like the demystifying of michael myers mm-hmm. um i like it it's to me it's more fun that that kind of it's it's unspoken but kind of um uh a paranormal uh you know something to it and well uh, that, that's what made the devil's rejects in house of Tom's corpse so interesting because he never did that with yeah, he doesn't that lean that way. Yeah, yeah, at all, and and that's why it kind of makes it kind of makes sense following that 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 he um he goes for he goes for for a little more grizzly, and I think for for something to be grizzly, you you gotta remove some of the fantastical elements of it. Um, so I wasn't crazy about that, but at the end of the day, um, when you get into the second and and the final act, like I I really. I enjoyed this movie. I like mm-hmm. the Halloween remake. And um I think that 
there are people who are purists for purists sake in in any sort of medium that gets critiqued um so i know that there's people that just the simple fact that a halloween remake exists they're disgusted and and their childhoods are in yeah you and i haven't talked about this on this show but i've definitely um i remember you talking about it i think when you had chlads on stv about just how much bullshit it is when like um you know this new remake is coming out and it's like oh my god you know well just the ghostbusters yeah you're killing the ghostbusters go watch the fucking you know yeah, go watch the vhs if it, if it's that yeah it's still there and it's not like they're taking every copy off of shelves and superimposing um <laughs> yeah Kristen Wiig um over Bill yeah. Murray's face like they've, it's not ruining the original yeah. at all it's, they've killed Harold Ramis. Yeah. Bill Murray's next. Yeah. yeah. When will these feminazis stop? Uh, yeah, it's ins- it's it's absolutely insane to me, and I can like disagree disagree with it or be kind of like disappointed. Like, man, you know, I love that movie, um, but like Psycho, I don't like mm-hmm. the Gus Van Sant remake. And but when I put on Psycho. I'm not like, man, you know what? This movie was good, yeah. but fucking Vince Vaughn, man. Mm. Like, that's not what's happening. I'm watching Anthony Perkins play Norman Bates. It has nothing. A has nothing to do with B. Um, nope. So, yeah, the I, I feel like the purists are just kind of flexing their, their nerd muscle. They're like, well. Um, and it's another thing if, if you, like, went into it open-minded and didn't enjoy it but um my love of john carpenter's halloween did not uh impair me from from enjoying this halloween it's it's much more brutal it's much more um i don't know i i feel like it's kind of a product of its of its time too um it's not full-on torture porn but it's it's a much rougher movie it's yeah it's um yeah the uh i mean in particular the scene when her friend um gets killed that's a pretty brutal yeah. brutal scene you know um well it's more than one friend gets killed but um yeah it's i don't know they there's some predictive what, what's so what was so nice what's so nice about like devil's rejects and how style there's predictability is out the window you can't really predict what's going to happen agreed um with 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 halloween he i think he was a little bit tethered um as far as like being able to do that style because like you know what's going to happen like you know because it's the same characters you know it's just how you pull it off and you know some of that gets it, it gets affected a little bit because of the uh the predictability you know it's some of the enjoyment comes away away so you have to kind of step away from that yeah and just look at just uh you know the jump scares how how everything's projected you know is michael this imposing threat um you know and like you said with the kind of demystifying of the character himself i i agree that that is a thing um 
but I also like I I'm a sucker for origin stories in comics, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Love it, you know. Or and I that had like that helped, you know. I liked that part of it. Um, sure, you know, n- not that it was the end all be all, and they should, you know, whatever. But it helped the story for me, and um, you know, uh, he still was that hulking imposing figure he's still that um you know that unstoppable force you know it follows incarnate you know it uh and you know he did a very good job for a remake it could have been done like very poorly uh i was surprised he was really he i think he has such a love for this movie did he restrain himself a little bit? Would... Um, maybe. I don't know. I um. So. I w- I was talking about this last week. I think just uh, how I'd been like watching interviews and taking notes, and I don't think that he disliked Halloween. Um, but I think that he wanted to. Uh, definitely take a crack at it um with with him kind of mentioning like remakes and retreadings like what you know why are you going to do something that's already really good or like got it right the first time and um so there are interviews where he he felt like that characters in the original took like weird leaps of faith or you know why is this why is this character doing this or stuff like that so i don't think that he necessarily didn't like the movie but I do think that that there's a reason that he chose to remake Halloween, um, and, and obviously it was an opportunity that was probably presented to him. Um, but chose to remake Halloween versus remaking versus making House of a Thousand Corpses instead of trying to get the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake or the Friday the Thirteenth right. remake. Um, so I think there were things that he um didn't like about the original um that maybe maybe that guided him more than his love for the original um but i don't think by by any means that he didn't like the original this okay. is just this is just something that i kind of picked up on from some of the interviews i watched gotcha but uh yeah i um i like the casting uh i don't uh i don't know i don't um the the demystifying of Michael Myers is is not my favorite thing, but the actual like household dynamic and stuff like that, it's like it's pretty solid motivation and justification right there. And uh, yeah, yeah, I I feel like the things that I didn't like, I still understood the choices. Um, gotcha. And just ultimately, like I said, once the actual like horror sets in and and this unstoppable force is is unleashed looking for uh lori uh, i had a good time and i think that that's a lot a lot of what slasher movies are are you know let go and have a good time yeah 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 if you're yeah if you're that kind of person yeah <laughs> just get, just cut loose literally cut loose and, and, a couple yes. limbs mm-hmm. from anyone and, who's wronged you and pale and hold up mm-hmm. with one arm. Yeah. 
Well, um, I know one, I, I realized it just before we started recording that I have not watched his whole filmography. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I've watched the second, his second Halloween. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna let you go. And um, that one's definitely more um, skippable, less memorable. That one, uh, I think Halloween was a little divisive amongst fans. Everyone's kind of in agreement with uh, Halloween too. Um, yeah, so uh, you know, Sherry Moon Zombie is definitely uh, has. <laughs> is in the entire movie um despite her untimely death in the first one because <clears throat> you know got to get a couple revenue streams in that home they they don't have enough um <laughs> I, I i give him that i like he uh he's 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 a faithful husband yeah yeah um yeah he's a he's a kind and and, and faithful and generous man for sure mm. um yeah anyways uh there's you know some for someone who's not crazy about the paranormal aspect of michael myers if i'm remembering correctly there's there's definitely um a lean of uh michael fulfilling his destiny in uh halloween 2 so, which okay. maybe is not paranormal, but fulfilling your destiny is a little, a little whimsical in in movies, um, and yeah. So throughout the entire movie, there's um, Sherry Moon Zombie appears as a vision to him, uh, riding a white horse, and it's like it's a little eye roll inducing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I just don't think it didn't. It it ramped up the violence, but it just never felt effective and ultimately pretty forgettable. Um, I re- I remember being excited and going to see it in the theater and uh, just just being underwhelmed. Yeah. So. How does it compare to the um, the original? Um, Halloween two. I think it tries to get a little cute um because the original halloween 2 is a direct continuation of um halloween and uh so and it takes place in the uh, hospital Mm -hmm. so if i'm remembering correctly it opens up immediately following the events of halloween in a hospital and it ends up being it was all a dream. Not not you, not the entire previous Halloween, but the she dreamt up the hospital sequence. Do you do you find something comforting or uh I like that a lot whenever uh like a sequel picks up like literally love it within minutes of the last one ending. I yeah. for some reason I love it. And I find that I love that a lot in books as well. Mhm. Um especially going back and like revisiting and just the the seamlessness of it and trying oh, to pick yeah. apart like you know who's aged you know or you know <laughs> uh, I, I i like that a lot no i do too um especially if it's if it's called for in a story <laughs> see your feet wiggling <laughs> um if it's called for in a story especially something like this where um it's kind of weird 
when mm-hmm. there's this one explosive night and then three years pass and then Michael's back. It's like, yes. oh, everything immediately went back to normal. Yeah. La, la, la. <laughs> like a little <laughs> bit of uh, therapy, but yeah. we got over it. And... Yeah. I can't believe this is happening again. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I, I agree. It is nice. Um we might get that with uh, the three from hell, which is uh, in up, uh, Rob Zombie's upcoming project. Yeah, which is a, I believe he said it's not a prequel, um, but a sequel to Devil's Rejects. So that would be sweet. <laughs> if it picks up in the middle of Freebird, though, I might be at least a little annoyed. <laughs> well, maybe it explains it a little bit better. Um, but anyways, back to Halloween two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Halloween 2, pretty forgettable. Um, I've only seen it once, and I um, I don't know. I want to. I haven't watched uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween again um, in the recent past, but I want to revisit it, especially after talking about and watching all his other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but Halloween 2, not, not going to make it a priority. Uh, yeah. Well, you will be. You can watch it uh, via my Prime. So, if you wanna, I think I bought it this summer. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. Uh, well, uh, maybe I shall. I'll probably watch it sometime. Yeah. Just to be. I mean, it's worth. Yeah. If you if you've watched Halloween, might as well. Yeah. So yes, I did. I did buy the original, the second remake, the original. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and I did buy Sicario too. So if you want to check that out as well, the new Sicario. Anyways, Sicario two, two. Yeah, Sicarios. <laughs> um, Sicario two, too sick. <laughs> uh, so he takes a little bit of a break. Yes. Right, and then comes back with. Um, Lords of Salem. Yes. And uh, what was it? 2011? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, 11 or 12. I definitely... I remember when this came out and being like, well, I gotta watch this. And then I um, didn't until yes. two weeks ago. So, <laughs> um, I've watched some uh, interviews on this as well. Uh, the... Um, how it came to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he grew up in Massachusetts. Uh, he was back home and picked up like this book on those the Salem witch tri- tri- trials trials, yeah, um, and uh, and kind of wrote a story around it. And this is the first time we really get to see Sherry Moon kind of act. Yeah, and this not, is like, I think the the best she's been. Yes, which is unfortunate because this is probably this is probably my least favorite of it of his um this is more style than substance i would say not that any of his are lacking in style <laughs> right I uh, yeah would say but this felt more had more like it's more thematic more moody mm-hmm. more um i mean i always keep going back to this but like the neon demon feel the yeah it was a it was a lot of that with the there were these you know the stylized music and these these sequences of 
maybe not elaborate set pieces, but these these set pieces that were supposed to either awe or kind of like disorient you a little bit. Um, but yeah, I a lot of it not even to disorient, just more to just try to oh, isn't this creepy? Doesn't yeah. this feel weird? Um, and like there's some beautiful shots in this. Um, a couple of the like you can see on the um, IMDb page mm-hmm. where you know you go to images and you kind of like stream through like there's some pretty disturbing images um, and I think probably that's the best part about it I mean I I never knew if she could really act yeah uh, but this and this movie she does yeah I mean, she's not great I'm, yeah I'm still not convinced that she can act act but she's she's a serviceable lead. Yes, she she does a good job. Um, As an edgy but, Salem DJ, I buy it. Yes, yes. Um, but that's the worst. I would never listen to that radio show. Too many drops. No. Oh, those <laughs> look as as a drop guy. Um, <laughs> as I, I can tell you right now that that's that's the most scripted thing. It, no one's got those drop. No one's got those drops. Not right at hand, Not, like that. yeah. It's like he's finishing a thought, and it's yeah. And Don't they're all be a like pussy hi- meow. Yeah, they're hyper specific. Yeah, come on. Where's your Mavs yeah. money? Where's your Kaching? Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't got that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, uh, Master Zed actually watched this too, um, and uh, I I did have something. I th- I think I guess I wanted to elaborate on, but I really just want to. Um, I guess I'll just go over it. Um, so he's he uh, said that he watched Lords of Salem on Tubi. And uh, he said, while not my favorite movie, I can appreciate Rob Zombie's effort in making something unique. And um, my thoughts were, um, I said, nice. I watched Lords of Salem today, too. And I think it's his most coherent movie as a filmmaker. Um, and this was prior to me having watched 31. So there's that caveat. But his least entertaining Still not mad I watched it. I just won't go recommending it. And yeah, um, yeah I just I felt like it was him. Um, uh, aside from the Halloween movies, his most um, cohesive like uh, his most cohesive original movie, and um, it just was it 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 bored me a lot of the time. Yeah, um, there's some points. It like until it really it it took a long time to ramp up. Like yeah, it, 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 you knew what was happening. You knew. Yes, it was it was very paint by numbers. Um, and I feel like it just took way too long to get to the point. Um, and it's not a very long movie either. Uh, no, so and it, it, it but just, it felt it, long. It did, uh, yeah, and it just it's something that like. Once they get to the point, I'm like, oh, okay, kind of interesting, um, but not nothing worth revisiting here. Um, yeah. So um, atmospheric, um, some good shots here and there, but yeah, overall, yeah, just um, kind of a, I think for him, kind of a wasted, uh, a wasted effort. Not, not that I hated it, but I just what I. Because whenever I watch Thirty One, I'm like, this this is your wheelhouse. This is where you. Yeah, this is where you. This is where this you, is need where to you be. operate. This is, yeah. this is the this is your lane, mm-hmm. and you're good at it. So just stay in it, you know. And I I get it, like you know how 
I branch out and do all these podcasts. Uh, I know some people are like, stay in your lane and don't talk at all. No. But uh, you wouldn't tell him, a fish not to swim. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I, 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 because far be it for me to say, don't make a movie because go, go do your thing. But yeah. like, um, but whenever I watch 31, which, you know, I think kind of the bloom was off the rose a yeah. little bit with, um, you know, as far as him as a filmmaker, um, I got to tell you that the cold open of 31, 31 is a fantastic opening. It It is, it is amazing. I was so jazzed up for this movie, just mm-hmm. watching that cold opening. Cause mm-hmm. like, it's a, it's a long, it's a big, long take, you know, it's him yeah. walking. Um, it, I, I'm sure it's on YouTube, just the opening of 31. It's yeah. just a long shot of him walking in and just, uh, the monologue is just pretty great. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, and, and and you're right. It it sets a uh, it sets a tone and gets you fired up. In that, I, at no point was I ever fired up during Lords of Salem. Like I'm excited no. to see where this goes. Like yeah. let's, let's get to the point here. Um, but yeah, so 31. Um, was this your first time seeing it? Yes, yes, it was. Um, and I Same. I got to watch it on my nice big TV down in the basement. Nice. Um, and I had some trouble with two because every time I was streaming it through, how was I doing? I was streaming it through my Apple TV, like my streaming through my phone to the TV. So every time there was an ad, I I like Tubi, mm-hmm. but this was really screwed up my watching experience a little bit. I had to like go reset the whole mirroring process again. Oh my god, that's yeah. So I had to like get up and like do all that. But um, and then a couple times I had to like fast forward back to the place where I was whenever it kind of cut out but um so i said before it this is his lane this is what he should be doing like disturbing you know slasher horror movies um and i I can see where you may not be able to uh keep that pace um because there's only you know so many things you can do with slasher movie but Mm -hmm. people keep reinventing him yeah uh, life finds a way but like I can imagine him getting t- tired of it and bored or whatever, but I I mean this is not as good as House of Thousand Corpses or Devil's Rejects, but I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I, there's a lot of things that are bad with it, mm-hmm. um, very predictable and some weird stuff going on, like with the the little the little person. Uh, yeah, a a Mexican little Nazi. Yes. Or Hispanic, um, I guess. I shouldn't assume Mexican. But, but he turned out to be a pretty badass character. Like, <laughs> not badass as far as, like, likable, but, like, hard I to kill. Found it very, yeah. <laughs> very strange. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, it, the, okay. So, the first act of this movie, um, them going through the desert and stuff was yes. pretty fun. You know, mm-hmm. running into, like, creepy characters and, um, and, you know, when we get into, like, second act, uh, when it starts to get weird, is there's some problems I have. I, I enjoyed the third act because it was just straight up, hey, this is a slasher movie. It got to the Final point, girl, yeah. That kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, I agree that it's more in his lane, but 
I uh, and and I'm right there with you. The cold open, f- fantastic. It got me excited for this movie, um, but I felt like it sort of delivered on its promise. Uh, yeah. No, actually, now now that I'm thinking about it, that's that's a movie that, that I the last like ten minutes are really interesting, and they go. Uh, you know, it goes all the way off the rails, and I really enjoyed that. Um, but kind of everything in between, I was just kind of eh, on um, the whole like. I don't know how how many times do we do we have to see um, rich people torturing the uh, <laughs> the everyday American, the middle American, in in some elaborate way? I feel like I get enough of that in the news. Um, yeah, um, yeah, it felt, that felt, it was, that was out of place. Yeah. Um, it felt like he needed something, Malcolm McDowell needed something to do, or Rob Zombie decided Malcolm McDowell needed something to do, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, that whole thing could have been cut out of it. Mm -hmm. They just needed it, you know, it was like a Hunger Games-ish type thing, feel to it, you know, um, you know, and I'm sure he's trying to say something, you know, polit- politically or, you know. Right, yeah. Whatever. Or um, even just give it a little bit of a lean so that, you know, there's there's something to grasp on, too. Like, oh, yeah. who's the real monster? These guys yeah. sl- hacking and slashing people or the people betting on it? Yeah. Really makes you think. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I, I didn't really care for this movie either um but i wasn't bored during it the way i was during lords of salem yeah um i well i yeah watch these in order watch the lords of salem and then this one mm-hmm. and i was like just i was uh i felt like i was in the arms of some you know sick twisted uncle you know back in the back where i belong bob's your uncle um, <laughs> um you know what I mean? Like it felt like I, it felt more natural because it, like Lord's it was a more Lord's natural Salem fit for him. felt stiff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it felt like, I don't want to say out of his depth, but it felt like he was out of his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was something, it was intentionally a story he wanted to tell while um, not being, you know, while getting out of, that comfort zone and sometimes that's a great thing uh it just didn't work out for him and then you know when he does get back into his comfort zone it makes more sense um Mm -hmm. but it just it didn't amount to much for me yeah well i i i got this one felt like it it went quick for me and like yeah and like i said it's it's if anything just watch and it's on tubi or it's on shutter Mm-hmm. Uh, go watch that opening scene yeah, because it absolutely. is uh, like it, it does a good job. It felt Tarantino-esque as far as yeah. the dialogue. Snappy the, dialogue, uh, black and white, um, yep. the the face makeup kind of worn down and yeah, little, just kind of cracking off of them. Yeah, yeah really good. Um, so also on top of uh, Three from Hell, he's got a movie about the Philadelphia Flyers coming out. Oh yeah, I saw that. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm actually so let's looking see. forward to that. Yeah, because in in some of the um, Broad Street Bullies, 
Yeah, in some of the interviews he did for Lords of Salem, he was talking about doing this movie, mm. not even talking about 31. And I know how that's how sometimes movies go. They go into production, out of production, and stuff like that. Right. Um, but I know this has been on his, because he is a hockey fan. Nice. And did not know and that. if you look at the story of the Broad Street Bullies, mm-hmm. um, it is really fascinating because they came in the same year. They came in in 1967 when the second six came in, mm-hmm. uh, which included, you know, Flyers, the Penguins, I think the Seals, North Stars, the Oilers. And so we need one more. And bu- 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 someone will correct let's, us. Yeah, let's just assume it's another. Um, Nordiques, mm-hmm. maybe? Um, it could be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Um, but anyways, uh, and like they, how, how, like they were just getting beat and they were beat and they couldn't, they couldn't compete with the, um, with, with the skill of these other teams. So they just went and got all, well, <laughs> all the doubles rejects pretty yeah, much. Right. And they just intimidated people and like they, what they call it, the Philly flu, when they when um, yeah, when people would when come in to play them, to town, like yeah. their best players would, yeah. I mean, they yeah. just intimidated people. Yeah, and it's it's a fa- like it's a real life like movie or real life like sports movie where you wouldn't believe it. You know, it's yeah. like Bad News Bears type type of thing. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm definitely in. Um, and Three from Hell, I'm excited. For uh, sure. And. Yeah. Uh, any any final thoughts on Mister Zombie or or in general? Uh, I will watch. Well, having not seen Halloween two, hmm. this is kind of a false statement. But uh, <laughs> well, I, you I will, will watch, watch Halloween two. Let's just assume that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I will watch anything he comes out with, and I'm a fan. I uh, hope I hope you guys enjoy just kind of deep dive into it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Let us know. Um, Twitter at Brunvpod, Brunvpod mm-hmm. at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Keep us posted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until next time. Yeah, I have to I have to return my bedroom to to a bedroom. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna keep podcasting from my bedroom. Yeah, a solo show. Heck yeah. All right. Um, next week, John Carpenter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>